Welcome to Neuromovement Revolution with Anat Benyel, where you will discover breakthrough possibilities for your life through the brain's power to change. We're so happy that you can join us in making the impossible possible. So I'll say good morning again because some people just got on. And I'm, I'm delighted to be back with you. I want to acknowledge that, you know, aside from the COVID, which is a incredibly challenging and creates so much disruption and difficulty for people, now there are all these fires all around the Bay Area and um, also in Colorado. Uh, so... You know, those of you who are at areas of risk, uh, you really, um, I'm wishing everybody to stay safe. <clears throat> I'm, I'm in the, at this point in the smoke area. <laughs> you know, the, we're still lucky that we don't have the fires right, right at our back door. So uh, in all that, the education uh, the usual, you know, mechanisms and the way we, you know, families live their lives and children live their lives all the way from, you know, three-year-olds that start going to preschool or to kindergarten or nursery school all the way up to college. Again, uh, I'm talking in the United States. I know that there are countries where the management of COVID has been done a lot more effectively. So they can do a lot more than we can do, but we are where we are in the United States. So I'm going to speak to it. And, um, and what I'm going to be saying is relevant and appropriate and useful, whether there is COVID or not. Uh, so, um, I'm just curious if you can raise your hand, those of you in the that are on the Zoom call, how many of you actually either have in your life a three to five year old or uh, and or are teachers um, uh, that or people that work with these kids at this age? If you go to participants, if you link click on participants, it'll open to the right hand side. The, a list of all the people that are on the call, and then it has a raised hand. So I'm curious to know how many people are actually uh, directly dealing. And <clears throat> of course, if you're not, <clears throat> I'm sorry, it's a bit smoky here, um, a, the, that you're here because of interest, which is also, a, you know, important. Um, so, the the thing I think I'll, I'll speak for about five, maybe a little, just a little longer than that. And I forgot to apologize for coming on about five minutes late. We, we were struggling with some technology issues. Uh, so I'll take about five or so minutes and then I would love to get questions, comments or questions or concerns uh, from um, from people you know, who would like to do so, so I can really talk to what is on your mind currently. Uh, the first thing to remember, which is sort of talking to the ov obvious, uh, is that 
whether there's COVID or not, whether a child is going to kindergarten or not, or whether they're going to kindergarten under certain conditions, you know, however the, or it's done, uh, their brain is in a learning mode. That the, our, we're born with a brain that is geared to, structured to learn. That is what, you know, the, the brain organizes action, may, you know, puts order in the disorder, makes sense out of the nonsense. There are many ways to say what the brain's job is or what it's for. And there's absolutely clear, clear, strong uh, part. The brain is built to learn. That means to make us, to get us to be able to function, to operate, to, to think, and feel and organize movement so that we can take action that works so that we can live and survive and hopefully thrive. So the, the, it's so important to understand that no matter what is going on or is available or not available at any given moment, the child is learning. And, and in school, you know, there is a, the, the curriculum and there is the attempt to have to teach the, or have the children learn specific things. Children learn way more than just the materials themselves. Something is in my eye, way more than a, a, what we tell them. And oftentimes a, a, they don't necessarily learn what we expect them to learn or intend them to learn. Then there is the other layer. Uh, so there's the layer of the content of learning. And between the age of three to five, you know, the content is not, you know, is not, is not that necessarily structured or, or, you know, the brain is very uncommitted at the early stages of life. And the, it's important for it to be, to not be pushed, to be too committed too soon. What I mean by committed is that some children, for example, I'm taking it even younger. Some babies will roll over from their back to their belly at four months. Other babies might do it for the first time at six months or seven months. And I'm not talking a child that has specific issues that needs help in learning to do that. But there's a great variation. Some children will stand up the first time seven months old, eight months old. Other children stand up the first time 13, 14 months old. You look at those children 20, 30, 40 years later, the, the timing of their standing up is completely not a predictor of their intelligence in the future or their success in life in the future. And because the human brain needs to learn so much and depends on creating con uh, connections and a lot of options. It's important not to try to drill the child to learn something recognizable to us too powerfully or strongly, especially at the age, ages three to five, it behooves us to follow the interests of the child, what it looks like that the child is noticing and paying attention. So, so that content-wise, we you know some of you may 
say things that you came up with and share with us so you give ideas to other parents. I can contribute perhaps some more in that way. The other level is the quality with which the brain is working, the quality with which it's learning. And that is of incredible importance. And that, for that, we, the adults, have a huge opportunity to impact that aspect. So, and, and as those of you who already know my work or have been, and have been perhaps on the podcast or in other ways, it's through the essentials. That means to look to find opportunities in daily life, including putting on clothes, taking, you know, taking them off, going into pajamas, uh, uh, preparing food, eating the food, uh, playing with specific games, drawing, that to go about it using the essentials. And I will just uh, give a few just as a, so for example, if you're going to, to be engaged in getting dressed or undressed, we can bring in variations and you can introduce it for the child. It would occur like play. Oh, are we, how about we do it this way or take this sleeve off first or be really playful and try to put the pants over the head. Just engaging the brain with this kind of like, variations and experiencing different certain things in different ways and is potentiates the and habituates the brain to be awake and to be a really more and more potent learning machine so i would love to open it now for any questions or those of you in zoom can also talk so if you have your hand raised uh, uh, I can call on you, and Neil, you're going to gauge it from Facebook? Yes. Okay. So, Danny Crowell, your hand is up, and I don't know if you are wanting to speak this or was, not. This was from before when yeah, you asked about it, people it, who work with, yeah. Yeah, so can you, can you take the hands down? I'll take all the hands down, and uh, then we can... And there's an iPad, Okay. All right, anyone wants to say or ask or contribute or comment? I mean, there are a couple of comments in the chat. There's one, I don't know what your name is, J. Mick SW to everyone. She's a grandmother and a retired social worker. And then there's Move. Hello, my name is Dung Vu of Move. I very much like your philosophy. I work with children with autism, but unfortunately, presently, I'm disconnected because of COVID. What's the name of this person that just you read? Dan Vu. Dan Vu. Okay, so Dan Vu, uh, one of the things that we are doing now, you know, at ABM, we are also not able to work with our with hands-on. We developed what we call at-home, you know, near movement at-home um, coaching or online at-home coaching. And, um, and, I wonder if if I what if you can communicate back with Neil when you say you work with children with autism, what kind of work do you do with them? I'm going to see if I can bring him her on. Okay. The meanwhile, anyone else want to talk? And you can wave your hand if you'd like. Hello. Okay. 
Hello, yes, go ahead, talk. What's your name? I don't see your name. You, it says iPhone. Yes, this is Dr. Ali. Hi, Dr. Ali. How are you? I'm doing okay, breathing a little bit of smoke, but doing all right. How about you? I'm doing great. Uh, I studied the neuroplasticity of the brain. I'm just wondering in the, in the children how the plasticity works. Is it very strong? And when do we start practicing neuroplasticity on the children? Well, first of all, the neuroplasticity in children is extreme. I mean, by the way, if any of you have children with special needs and you would like to ask about that, you know, that's, of course, also open. The, the plasticity of the brain is incredibly strong from birth on. And it stays really, really strong for a good number of years. Uh, unless, you know, there is disruption due to illness or, or trauma or things like that that can influence it to some extent. The, the brain, we are born with roughly 22% of the connections we will have, have by the time we're 25 years old. That's about a fifth of the connection. So if you look at images of a newborn, you see connections. There's already quite a few, but it looks a little bit like Swiss cheese, right? It's, it's not very dense. Yes. And, and that, uh, by the t- I, I'm, I'm not sure I'm saying it accurately, but about a, a four-fifths of those connections will be formed by the time they're five. And in the first two years, a bigger percentage of that happens. So, um, and so that's how, I mean, the amount that children learn without being taught anything, if you just think about it. You have a baby, you love them, you feed them, you hold them, you sing to them, you read to them books, uh, and they hang out a lot. They hang out for hours and hours and hours, and they sleep, and they eat, and then they're awake, and in the beginning, they sleep a lot, a lot. And inside their brain, it's just incredible what's happening. And when a child a, a, a child learns to grab a toy, the complexity of connections that formed in the brain to be able to do this voluntary action is enormous. So it is... And then it continues. But very often around sexual maturation, the, the, I hardly see your face. Uh, if you can, yeah, that'd be nice. Yes. Uh, the, the, I, the, the, the socialization becomes very, very powerful. And many, many people lower the rate at which what I call the organic learning, right? Learning to mm-hmm. roll, learning to talk, learning to think, all these kinds mm-hmm. of things tend to slow way down. And a lot of it is because of the way we teach. It's because of what we expect of children. It's because we are unaware of that. So mm-hmm. we can up the intensity or the potential potency of the brain. Yeah, the potential of the brain, but the potency of the brain to learn and bring it to potencies that are much closer to when we were children. And mm-hmm. that's what my work is about. When I talk about age three to five, I'm actually 
uh, uh, looking to have people take advantage of that potency and not interrupt it, not shut it down. So, you know, so it's kind of like switches, but the, but the approach doesn't change. Because Are you using the same approach with the kids with the muscular dystrophy and some uh, deficit? Uh, absolutely. Uh, so for, first of all, a child with muscular dystrophy cognitively might be perfectly fine. You know, the, 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 brain keep, the brain always evolves and creates connections and patterns where it can, sure. where, where it has an opportunity. But I have worked with children with muscular dystrophy that came to me already not able to roll or, or depends on the age or even and so on. And really got, we don't cure it. But we reverse the process, and if we start with them young enough, one of them was five, the other one, I don't remember, I think he was three, two and a half or three, and they both got all the way back, you know, they have their kind of wadley walk and so on, but they got back to standing and walking, uh, which makes them so much healthier and slows down, way down the deterioration. Yes, the answer is yes, with same principles. Because is your we, method also working with adults with muscular dystrophy? Do you apply I, the same mechanism? I have not worked, well, I've worked with people. That, let me say something general. My, I find that our approach works with anyone because it works with the brain. And it helps the brain wake up and create connections and move forward right into learning yes. and into yes. both motor learning and cognitive learning emotional learning learning is learning is learning it can manifest in different ways the the uh i worked with the what's the name of the disease that the famous physicist died from the motor neuron disease sorry motor neuron disease no 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 it has a name the lou gehrig Lou Gehrig. I worked with people with Lou Gehrig. I, I, I didn't, you know, they eventually died, but it, re, again, it did the same thing. Just like with Parkinson's, just like with other conditions, it got them back to functioning more. It helped them feel better. And it, the one woman, you know, she was towards the end of her life. She could barely move. But doing the work with her got her to feel better and breathe better so it's like you always take the system and potentiate it where it is you potentiate it where it is yeah i see okay thank you so much you thank you for your question anyone so, uh, yeah dung vu has, has actually added something to her comments i'm gonna or him i don't know if you're a him or her i'm gonna bring them on okay uh this is me Oh, there you go. Hi. Oh, well, welcome. I attended your course in Vancouver one time. Yes, I remember you. I remember. I didn't remember. I don't remember. And, uh, enjoying for not just for the uh, children with autism, for myself and I practice. And so, but I still continue. But now I am not. I'm not allowed to uh, to go back yet. But uh, I think that one of the things, uh, one of the, um, the method that I work hard on is your method. And I want to bring it to, to all the people who work in autism with, uh, in Vietnam. But, and then we were working hard, but it's just like the COVID interrupted everything. And also, like, I w we were looking for uh, financial support so that you can, we can organize so that 
you and Neil can come one time, but it's, it's very hard. Well, may, maybe, you know, we, we can do anything ourselves this way, but we can do it remotely. Uh, what do you do when you work with the children with the autism? Uh, myself, you know, like I, you know, I apply whatever I, I learn from you. It's just like I have very little time with them uh, directly, but I have to work uh, with a teacher. I have to teach them theory and then I teach them the methods. So I translate a couple of your articles in your book. And then I say, so especially the, the one that I have in Vietnamese, I can send it to you, uh, you know. Yeah. But it's uh, fascinating because I really love the, the two books. The, the first one, like Children Beyond Limits, because like um, for myself, you know, like, because in Asia we are, we are coming from a tradition like just like uh, a lot of mindfulness, a lot of me meditation, and I think it applies to that. And when you, you say that's all the words like slow down and variation and then follow them, That's the, it applies to the children and it, it really helps them instead of, you know, like all the ABA methods when you go bang, 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 and then you, you drive them crazy and then they react and then they, they blow up. You know. So it has been very uh, successful, but, um, you know, like the, the method that people have been learning is still like they say that that's the standard, that's the uh, conventional. It is brought from university from academia and so we are struggling hard you know but um, where are you located dang uh, i uh, myself i am in canada yeah uh, yeah because I, you were in vancouver yeah. shop. and i am in ottawa now you know i i had like a whole month of confinement when i returned to vancouver yeah yeah, yeah. so so um You know, Dang, first of all, there's a book going to come out uh, on uh, autism. I have a chapter in it specifically that's called, uh, do you remember the title? It's, it's supposed to come out this month. Oh, no, not yet. No, next month. Uh, I only stick with the, uh, you know, the kids beyond limit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I'm just letting you I know. I really love that book. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. You know, the... The essentials and the, the shifting from fixing to connecting is an approach in general. Mm -hmm. that, that doesn't mean we don't have goals. That doesn't mean we don't go after stuff. But they, they read simple, you know, like slow or reduce effort or yeah. with attention or variation. But then how to actually do it, how you actually do it. So in order to do it uh, with someone else, you have to do it with yourself. You have to be that. Yeah. So I started saying we're now working remotely with the, both with adults, but also with families with a child with special needs. And we are coaching the parents how to, what to do that's based on the essentials right there and then in their home. You know, so like say a child on the autism spectrum and he has a tantrum. And I've had that, you know, I'm, 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 I'm remote, yeah. <laughs> you know, and, and I talk to the mother and I talk sometimes to the child and, and the child comes down like that because their way, because the brain, if I can speak like that, because it's silly, the brain doesn't want anything. It's built to work certain ways, but it's like the brain wants to do well. Yeah. It's just that, like the connection doesn't come right. Like, like we do, like, uh, like our brain. 
because we have to be a little bit waiting for them and be slow. Yeah, but, but let me let me just make their brain works like our brain. It's just yes. off the rails. It's a little bit off the rails. Yeah, they have challenges. But the, what works for the brain, what what facilitates for the brain to get more potentiated and be working at a higher potency level, and not just get all like like that, you know, like fireworks, is the same for you, for me, for a child on autism or a child with a, a, a muscular dystrophy. It's kind of like the heart. You can't say that the heart of, a, a, you know, people with this works differently than the heart with people with that. It might not work as well. It might need to get support to work well. You might need to give it certain supplements. You might need to exercise it more. But the heart has the way the heart works. The brain has the way the brain works. The methods that do a lot of drilling, and in this case, we talk about children with, on, on the autism spectrum, actually try to control the child and try to get the child to do what we see as desirable, which is it is desirable. It is desirable for the child to be calm. It is desirable for the child to be, you know, well or able to speak or whatever it is that's going on. But we try to force it rather than connect with the system so the system starts doing the learning process that gets it to be able to. So there's the content, like I said in the beginning, and then there's the process. And the process is foreign to us culturally. Now you say that in, in, in Asia, there is the meditation and there is that, that kind of stuff. However, when you come to schooling, to the little bit that I know, it's very rigid a lot of times. And it looks, you know, it pushes. So, so uh, we're going to move to the next and that's the next age, um, uh, you know, it's a, uh, what is it, a six to... Six to ten. So we're, we're drawing to a close this first episode. So thank you very much for being but here and participating. Thank you for joining us on Neuro Movement Revolution with Anab Benyel. You will find all of our podcasts and additional resources on our website at www.anabbenielmethod.com. You can also subscribe to this podcast for free on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and TuneIn. We look forward to seeing you online for our next Neuro Movement Revolution.